Let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. What a privilege. What a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord this morning. What an opportunity we have. We may not have another. We must use the day that the Lord's given us. We may not make a boast of tomorrow, for we know not what a day may bring forth. But we have right now, and let's give Him our best. And the Lord has so led us over the years that we want to give Him our best. And let's do it with cheerful hearts. I read to you the last four verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body, and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Last evening you read about a castaway, the first king of Israel, King Saul, son of Kish, tribe of Benjamin, that was anointed by Samuel and God over the nation of Israel. But we don't want to be like that at all. We want to be the opposite of that. We want to fulfill these four verses. The apostle assumes that we understand about Olympic competition, world championship competition, for that's what he refers to in the 24th verse. You should understand that in this historical period of time, though the Roman Empire was in the ascendancy and was now ruling the world, the Greeks had ruled it for the past couple hundred years, and their emphasis on athletics and bodily attractiveness and competition still held the day as far as what was popular for entertainment. And the apostle appeals to athletes in this 24th verse, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. Whether it's the finals of an Olympics hundred with eight in the field, or whether it is a marathon with 10,000 runners, only one's going to get first place. That's all he's at. That's all he's teaching us. Only one gets first place. And that's the way that we ought to run our Christian race. So run. That little adverb so means in the way that's been specified. So run. Let's be the best Christians. Let's not settle for average. Let's not settle for second best. Let's not settle for a bronze medal. Let's go for the gold. Let's burn ourselves out for the Lord's sake. Let's be the best. So the apostle opens these four verses in verse 24. He asks a question. There's the question mark. You can see it. It's a rhetorical question. We all understand that. That only one person gets first place and we should run our Christian race that way. Then his second point. Every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Every athlete that strives to be the master, meaning every athlete that wants the gold medal, is tempered in all things. He is tempered in his time. He is tempered in his sleep. He is tempered in his diet. He is tempered in his exercise. He is tempered in the methods and manner of the performance of his specialization. He is tempered, meaning disciplined, moderate, He denies himself in order to achieve that gold medal in all parts of his life. They sleep differently. 
They eat differently. They exercise differently. They are regimented to achieve that goal of the gold medal. And so should we. They do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we, an incorruptible. We should be self-disciplined and moderate and denying ourselves in all the ways that take us away from the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We should be like them. They put forth maximum effort, maximum mental focus, maximum discipline. They get accountability partners that make sure they're up on time. They have accountability partners to make sure they eat on time, eat the right things on time. And we need to be using each other and we need to be disciplining ourselves with the same level of strictness as they do to obtain a corruptible crown. We, an incorruptible. And that is, well done, thou good and faithful servant, the words from the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in verse 26, I therefore, because of that, I therefore so run. In this manner that I've just described to you in two two verses, this is how I live the Christian life. I therefore so run. Now he's talking about running for the moment. Not as uncertainly. I am not confused about starting times. I'm not confused about what lane I'm supposed to be in. I'm not confused about the length of this race so that I don't go out and start too fast and then I can't finish. And I don't go out so slowly preserving my strength that I don't have a finish at the end. He says, I don't run uncertainly. You know, it reminds me of 1972. The Olympics were in Munich, Germany, and our two greatest sprinters, number one and number two in the world in the 100 meters, hadn't read their little timesheet, and they didn't make the uh, qualifying races on time. They got there a few minutes late. They couldn't even compete. Now, that is, that's not even running uncertainly. That's walking uncertainly. And even though they were the fastest men in the world, Valery Bortsov of the Soviet Union won first place in the 100 meters because they were confused about what their race was all about. We want to learn the details of God's Word, and we want to do the details of God's Word, and we want to do the details with all our might. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. He's not weaving out of his lane, because if you step on that line, you're disqualified and it's over for you. He knows exactly what he's supposed to do. How many American relay teams have been disqualified over the last 20 years by not being able to exchange the baton within the exchange zone? Paul said, not me. I know exactly what the Lord wants of me, and I'm going to do it exactly as he says. Not as one that beateth the air is the way he would fight if he were a boxer. Now you can punch yourself out by missing the opponent. You can just walk into a ring and flail away, and in just a couple of minutes, no matter how well you have trained, your arms will be spent because that blow with all your might that misses an object and stretches out all your tendons and and ligaments saps you of energy very quickly. Paul said, I don't beat the air. I am a very disciplined fighter. I wait for my opening and then I punch him. Now you say, well, I didn't even know there was boxing in the Bible. Well, we learned something today already then. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. I am not out of control where I'm flailing. I know exactly what my job is to do to keep the left up, to protect my face, and to keep my right ready and cocked when I have an opening. And so we as Christians want to be disciplined and doing exactly what the Lord calls us to do. Instead of running uncertainly, instead of punching himself out, in verse 26, he says in verse 27 with this inspired disjunctive, but 
I keep under my body. That doesn't mean Paul was under his body. That means Paul kept his body under him. He controlled his body. The word body here is synecdoche for all of Paul's lusts, whether they were physical lusts, because the Bible does say lusts of the flesh, or of the eyes, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life, which we don't ordinarily associate with the physical body, but it's part of the sin that still dwells within us called the old man. And by body here, he means all of that. Mental lusts, heart lusts, thoughtful lusts of pride, and so forth. He would say, using the same word in Romans chapter 7 and verse 24, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? All the lusts of sin. Because we can ruin ourselves with inward thoughts that destroy us from the inside out. We can ruin ourselves from the outside in by giving in to foolish lusts of the flesh, lusts of the eyes, or the pride of life. We can get beaten down and we cannot allow that. We must keep our bodies under in their thoughts, in their lusts, in their passions. And discipline them and tell them, no, I will not do that. I keep under my body. Your thoughts, your emotions, your cares, your lusts, your desires, your appetites, all of it. And I bring it into subjection, just like a good athlete does. They bring their bodies into subjection. We bring everything into subjection. And the apostle said, lest, and this is why I do it, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. The apostle knew that there was within him enough sin to destroy him. Even though he was the mighty, the mighty apostle of the Gentiles, he knew there was enough sin in him to destroy him and turn him into a Saul, son of Kish, tribe of Benjamin. Let me tell you a little secret. If there was enough sin in Paul that he knew about that could destroy him and make him a castaway, then we are just all that much closer to being a castaway, but for the grace of God and our diligence to keep our bodies under in every appetite and desire they have. You know why we're here today? To encourage ourselves in the Lord that we be the best for His sake, for His glory. He gave His best for us. We can give our best for Him. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that You have loved us with an everlasting love and our union with the Lord Jesus Christ, which is insoluble, inseparable, infinite, and everlasting. You gave to us before the world began. But Heavenly Father, You have told us to give diligence to make our calling and election sure. And here we have our brother Paul exhorting us by using the example of athletes of the world and their extreme diligence and faithfulness and strictness and lives of self-denial to obtain a corruptible crown should direct us and motivate us to do so for an incorruptible. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us this day. We want to make our calling and election sure. And Heavenly Father, we pray that what things in our lives, whether they be mental, whether they be emotional, whether they be physical, whatever we our hands do, whatever appetite it may be, O Lord, curb it by Your mighty power through the Holy Spirit and stir us up to rule our minds, rule our thoughts, rule our hearts, rule our appetites, and rule our eyes, that we might please Thee 
and not be castaways ourselves. Heavenly Father, help us to this end. Blessed God, we love Thee, and Thou art worthy of our maximum effort. We thank You for saving us. We thank You for bringing us to this day. We thank You for the hearts of flesh that You have given us so that we are convicted and that we are pricked and we are provoked to want to give Thee even more. Lord, lead us in paths of righteousness, wisdom, and truth, and we will run in them for Your honor and glory. Make us to go in that way. Hedge us about, Heavenly Father, so that there's no way for us to go but in Your way. Hear us as we call upon Thee with the sincerity of our souls that we want to be bound up in the love of God and not let go. Oh Lord, do not let us go or we shall fall faster than Saul. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, we pray for our government and its rulers. We're thankful for our government. We're thankful for the privileges, benefits, and prosperity and protection we enjoy under their care. But we do pray and supplicate and intercede for them that you will give them wisdom and lead them and guide them that they would pass laws and enforce those laws that would be for the protection of your people in this nation. We pray for your churches in every place that today as they worship, in every place, every servant of yours will be blessed as we pray for ourselves, that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified, that your servants will be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. O Lord, be with us. We are thankful for every good thing that we enjoy. Your faithfulness is new every morning. And you have preserved us day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade, and we are preserved this day. We have today. It is your day. We give it to thee cheerfully, wholly. Take it from us, O Lord. Use us to glorify Thyself. Help us to lift up the name of Thy glorious Son and our only Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We come humbly before Thee, confessing that we are so weak in our flesh, though our spirits are willing, that we pray for the power of Your Spirit to be upon us and to be within us, that we will glorify Thee this day, and that all that is said and done will be according to Your precious Word, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.